When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to More Than Amuse. I'm Stani. I'm Sadie, and welcome. If this is your first time joining us, hi. We are Hello. two friends who love women in history, and so we get to learn their stories and tell them about you. Tell them, yes. tell them to you. <laughs> tell oh them my. about you. <laughs> we're just gonna good. go hop in a time machine, go talk to him, and then you know, let them know. Okay, but what you're up that to. would be like number one use of a time machine is yes. like every time we do an episode, be like, "Well, we're today we're going to interview." That'd be so cool. The podcast <laughs> of the future. Here we come. Here you go. Listen to us and give us reviews. So one day we one can day. interview people from the past. There's a great incentive. <laughs> Anyways, know. well, today we are talking about the Oscars. Some chemo moments that happened this year at the Oscars, but also some background on just the differences between women and men and how they're recognized in the movie industry and all of that. It was great fun to learn about. And if you're listening now, the Oscars happened last week. So I'm sure you saw a lot of Oscar news, Mm -hmm. but there's always more to it than that you know there's history there's other Mm -hmm. things we can get into and so it's always a fun time to kind of understand the why behind everything that's happening out there in pop culture absolutely and i wanted to shout out some past episodes that we have done that kind of go hand in hand with this i realized as we were doing this research i was like wow we actually haven't really done a lot with movies or women Mm -hmm. in movies we've done a couple so the first one is lena vertmiller who was a Italian director. She's awesome. Go check out her episode. We're going to talk about it in this episode a bit, but that one we really talk about like just how many women are directing and being rewarded for their directing in movies. But we also have an episode about the Hollywood starlets, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Doris Day, and Grace Kelly. Kind of comparing how the media and art have betrayed them. Chick flicks, I think we can count in this category. I completely agree. Um, Anna Mae Wong, who was a, big movie actress from the golden age of hollywood and then millicent patrick who did the makeup Makeup. yes for horror movies well more than makeup set like design yeah i don't know like what do you call it when you literally like create a sea creature I don't know. Special <laughs> effects makeup? Maybe? Yeah. But yeah, that was for yeah. our More Than Amused Monster Month last October. Yes. That created... one's a fun one. Also, if you just want to hear about, you know, the history of things, especially things that are coming up, we have a history of the Grammys, which oh, is a yeah. really great one. And we also have like the women who fashioned the Met Gala. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I love both of those. And we've got the Met Gala coming up in May and we just had the Grammys. So if you just want to hear more about like behind the scenes and the all women of behind major events yes we've got some really good content out there for you I I know I'm like wow I totally forgot we did those episodes (laughs) I'm like we've been doing this too long now I'm forgetting everything but 
No, so it's about time we talk about the Oscars or mm-hmm. the Academy Awards. Yes. So highbrow. Wow. Well, anything uh-huh. else that we need to discuss or talk about or should we just jump into our topic? I think we can just dive right in. I do want to talk a little bit about the history of it if we can. Please do. So the Academy Awards, also known or better known as the Oscars, are like the annual Hollywood ceremony where they give out artistic and technical awards to those in the film industry. They're considered one of the most prestigious and significant awards in the entertainment industry in the United States and actually worldwide, which is why it's a part of the... Why did it just fly out of my brain? The thing everyone's trying to get where you get all four of them. Thank you on yes. EGOT. So one of the four major annual American awards. It's actually the oldest too. Oh, so cool. the Oscar is the first one that happened. The first Academy Awards presentation was actually held on May 16th, 1929. Wow. A long time ago. And it was a private dinner function at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. And there was only about 270 people in the audience. And the cost of guest tickets for the night's ceremony was $5. Wow. Which, mind you, would be about $80 in 2020 prices, but still. But still, to be able to attend the Oscars for (laughs) $80, like, that's impressive. This is what makes me laugh. They only gave out 15 awards. It was for artist directors and other participants. And it only ran for 15 minutes. Which, when you compare it to this year's Oscars, yeah, that is a world of difference. Fifteen minutes. You know what? I like that efficiency, though. Like, I know. they knew like we are here for one purpose and one purpose only: <laughs> get in, get out, we're done. No, I mean, yeah. I guess that's why it was so cheap to attend. Oh, I know, right? Like five bucks, you sit here for fifteen minutes, and then you're good to go. And then you're done. Oh man! For the ceremony, though, winners were announced to the media three months earlier, and so in the second. Oh ceremony came around they had given their results to newspapers to publish the night of the awards like so that they would have it for the next day you Mm -hmm. know so they gave them the list of winners and they were like here this is for tomorrow's newspaper Mm -hmm. you know but then the los angeles times announced the winners before the ceremony begin oh and thus they brought out the sealed envelope Cool. So that the winners wouldn't be announced before before the, the award actual show. ceremony. But I mean, the envelope hasn't been a foolproof method. <laughs> oh, poor La La Land. I am very basic in my movie taste, which means that La La Land is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy to see it have won, but you know, it didn't. It didn't. So what a shame. That'd be so awkward. I just uh, at that point just call it a tie and give it to both of them. Like I, what the heck? <laughs> have you seen on TikTok like it going around? There's a new trend where it's like it zooms in on all the faces of oh people's reaction when it was announced that there was a mistake uh, that was made. Just oh full body yeah if you don't know what we're talking about what year was it like 2017 maybe 2018 yeah around that time whenever la la land was nominated they announced la la land as the winner for best picture but it actually was moonlight Mm -hmm. someone got the wrong envelope and (laughs) all the award winners were like up on the stage celebrating and then the guy was just like he read it and he was like wrong wrong it was it was i remember watching that i i actually i don't watch the oscars every year like i watch Mm -hmm. the grammys every year i don't really care to watch the oscars but for whatever reason i was watching that year and i couldn't believe it i could not believe it absolutely insane Uh, here's some other controversies they've actually had some streakers 
Yes, I, yeah. There was a 34-year-old Robert Opal who streaked across the stage flashing a peace sign. Because, you know, that makes it better. I actually, I was reading something about that. It just made me laugh because, like, the opening line of the paragraph was like, in the 1970s, streaking was very popular in America. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't know this. Not really a thing nowadays, but, I mean, granted, it's also, there are consequences for such actions. But I think, like, nowadays with, like, cell phones and you can freeze things and reverse image Uh, search no one's looking to do anything that can be caught on camera (laughs) that is so true yeah i just thought the opening sentence of like in the 1970s stricking was a very popular thing in america i was like oh cool it was Uh, like baseball or something oh my gosh luckily that is not happening anymore but they did think it was a publicity stunt which is kind of funny i guess they got publicity yeah i mean that's what i was gonna say i feel like you could go into that controversy and say that they switched the envelopes on purpose to like make it have an oscar noteworthy moment but i don't think they would have done that for the controversy Uh, of it yeah interesting and also they've technically have like a tradition of the way they follow things so traditionally academy award ceremonies end with the academy award for best picture it's Mm -hmm. considered the crowning achievement you know award of the night but in 2021 they broke that and ended with the academy award for the best actor huh i don't know why i mean that also like feels weird that they're ending with best actor so it's like they're saying it is better to be the best man than the best woman so i know i'm kind of like that is an interesting choice whereas like a best picture even best director would make more sense yeah than interesting like did someone like big win in 2021 that maybe they were trying to like maybe that was wait hold on who won best actor in 2021 oh no it was anthony hopkins Hmm. But well, you went over Chadwick Boseman, who passed oh. away. They probably thought it was going to be Chadwick oh. Boseman. Oh, no. Oh, no. They probably thought it would be Chadwick Boseman. Ah. That's probably why they did it last. Okay, I take back my snarky comment. Mm. Oh, now I yeah, feel sad. Yeah, but that makes it so much awkwarder. That like, makes it so oh, much worse. Oh, he didn't win? That's oh. so Also, you would think that the people tradition. doing the planning would have like gotten like a nudge. Like, hey. I know. No, let's not make people think he's going to win. <gasps> At a certain extent, you've got to loop the party planner you in. you got to loop the party planner <laughs> On in. who wins. Because oh. otherwise, that is uncomfortable. Well, yeah, that probably is exactly why that award was last. Is they were trying to probably make like a special moment. Yes. And that didn't really pay off very well. That is a horrible thing. Break tradition for one year and it doesn't end up being who you think it's going to oh, be. Yeah, bad, bad, um, bad. Not to mention, obviously, we don't even really need to talk about it. But the slap that happened that was mentioned so many times this year as well. That's another controversy moment that happened there's also like a lot of firsts that are still happening and i know we're going to talk about more of them yeah but like notably 2020 was the first year that a foreign language film won best picture yeah and that was parasite so that's like a really really recent record that yeah. was broken and that continues to be something that amazes me every time that they're still breaking records when it's mm-hmm. like hasn't it been long enough like we're on like the yeah 90 something 93rd 94th yeah, almost 100 years yeah like 100 years and we're just barely reaching the point where they're starting to see some diversity mm-hmm. and which is one of the major problems with the oscars that they've yes. been called out for it numerous times just because it's been historically very white yeah (laughs) and just like any historically very white and historically very male to be quite fair and the name oscar actually came as a nickname for the little statue 
Oh, I always um, wondered. And so that's why it's called the Oscars because he's a little Oscar. He's a little statuette. Oscar. <laughs> so you're winning a little golden man. So I love it. I he love had it. to have a name. And I think it was Betty Davis, who they believe nicknamed it oh, that okay, cool. after her first husband, who was Harmon Oscar Nelson. And so they just have little, little golden men that they're taking home. And that's why it's called the Oscars, even though the official name is the, the Academy, Academy Awards. Yes. Oh, cool. and Walt Disney was the first person to use the term Oscar when giving an acceptance speech. Ah. So he embraced it. But then again, he gave a personality to a mouse. So naming a little golden man and an acceptance speech. That seems not right. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. If you want to go into like the voting and everything else that's available online, there's also mm-hmm. rules. It's a very complicated process. You have to be like a member. They don't disclose the membership a lot like the Grammys. But from what I understand, the voting is very different from the way that the Grammys do it. Instead mm-hmm. of like a ranking system, it's like something else i don't know exactly how it works i don't think they've officially said really how it. yeah i wonder if they keep that just like disclosed as to not yeah yeah there is also like a lot of controversy surrounding votes a lot of people believe that you can buy them yeah and that you purchase your spot as a nominee and therefore like it's not like an actual representation but i mean that could be said for every award show that's kind of what like yeah you're always gonna have people with those thoughts kind of interesting very interesting i loved this <laughs> jimmy kimmel quote which is a sentence i don't say very often but this <laughs> says the truth yeah i mean no hate to him in particular it's just you know i don't say that very often <laughs> on the toast claudia osher she says every time they say like oh jimmy so and so did this or whatever she's uh-huh. like wait which jimmy oh jimmy kimmel my least favorite jimmy <laughs> That checks out, yeah. <laughs> I just think that's really funny, so. Well, there we go. Something I don't say often, but I did like mm-hmm. this quote, or his this joke, I guess, of how does the Academy not nominate the man who directed Avatar? What is he? A woman? Ha 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 ha. Aha. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There have been 95 Best Picture winners, and there have been 591 nominees. Over the course of the Oscars, only 19 female directed films have been nominated for Best Picture which is a a whopping 3.2%. It's, you know, just way too many right there. That that have been nominated. (laughs) 19 out of 591 are women. Yeah. And I was trying to find a list of how many have won. I think it's only like three, but I could be wrong. I was trying to Google search and it just kept bringing up how many got nominated a couple of years ago. They're like award or like record breaking I think it says seven women have been nominated. Lena Vertmiller was the first woman nominated ever in the category for mm-hmm. best directing of the Oscar, but she didn't win. I think she was just the first one nominated. The first winner ever was actually Julia Phillips with The Stain. Yes, Julia Phillips in 1973. I literally have it later on in my notes. Ha. Oh, good. Cool. Anyway, I think there might have actually been more than, I don't know. These stats are weird. Anyway. Seven. We're going to go with seven. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And actually, I did see a video of a YouTuber watching every single Best Picture winner. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would be really cool to do for all the female ones. And uh-huh. then I remember looking it up and being like, oh, so that would take a week 
weekend. Yeah. Like easy. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> yeah. Like it would not be that difficult. Whereas her, it took her like a month to try mm-hmm. and get through all of them. So yeah, it's just been very historically fail there's also some charts that we pulled where it showed like men speak most Mm -hmm. in best picture winning films and i mean it's hard to explain properly a bar graph yeah Um, we'll post post it it on our instagram (laughs) but basically except for in 2003 when chicago Chicago won men have been spoke speaking the majority of the time in all of these best picture winners by a (laughs) by a considerable amount where it's like a huge like long bar graph for men and then little little thing for women which you know you might be like well that doesn't mean anything but it does but i think that it does yeah Yeah, especially if it's like so drastic it's crazy it's also like it's the proportion of words spoken by characters with more than a hundred so it's not even like side characters like they're not counting like some guy in the street like yelling like hey you know (laughs) like it's like characters that have more than a hundred words you know they're a paid character speaking part you know like i think there's a word count that you have to have in order to get paid more than an extra and Mm -hmm. those would be those people and yeah the fact that that's the case is just really disappointing and then i think of chicago how many musical numbers and stuff it has about women and that's Mm -hmm. the reason why it bumps it up so much more whereas the rest of these like even the titanic like gosh they couldn't give rose like a monologue (laughs) just really disappointing to see that that like women aren't even being allowed to talk in Mm -hmm. movies there was another one that was like female representation is lower now than in the 1930s yeah as far (laughs) as like the bechdel test which the bechdel test is if in a movie two women have a conversation with each other about something other than another man or another male character yeah, like that's for what like three says. lines i think yes. is the minimum it just has to be like three line exchanges back and forth which is depressing how many movies yeah. don't pass that and yeah it's gone down significantly from like the 60 percent to the 2010s were in the 40 percent which the 40 percent is the percentage of best picture winners that do pass the bechdel test by the way, yeah. but the 1930s, apparently it was better. So look at us go progressing and all. I know we're so progressive as we fall back into a decline. I also wanted to bring up the fact that like, it's not just gender that's so bad. Yes. It's also race. If it weren't for Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington, black actors would not be winning awards because mm. both of them have won, let's see, oh, nominated. So yeah, Morgan Freeman's been yep. nominated five times. Denzel Washington's been nominated six. Mm. And all the other black actors have 34 together. And so if it weren't for those two, it would be like even worse than it is, which is really sad that we're so counting on two So it's like two major people. outliers here. Yeah, to, to like pull it up, which is really depressing. And that's the same for most other minorities, mm-hmm. including Hispanic and Asian, they're just it's depressingly low. It's also not reflective of the population at all. I read a thing that was like, in order to give the same percentage of Oscar nominations per population. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Based on the black population of the United States, if you wanted the percentage of Oscar nominees to reflect the population okay, to like de- of our the country. Demographic breakdowns. Yes. yes. You would have to nominate 15 actors in one year, 15 black actors in order to bump it up to the actual. Yeah. And that's just for the decade in order to get the decade where it needs to be. You have to nominate 15 in one year. 
abysmal yeah great (laughs) well i wanted to talk about some different controversial moments that have happened kind of relating to women and other minorities in relation things that have happened to the oscars or just times that the oscars as an academy have failed but then i will follow that with some cool historic moments so maybe times that they did a good job and then we'll end with talking about some cool moments from this year's oscars so the first one is hattie mcdaniel so she made history as the first black oscar winner for her like lauded but also very controversial even at the time that it came out for her performance as Mammy in 1939's Gone with the Wind. Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? I haven't because isn't it like a four hour long movie? Yes. I was not feeling very good a couple weekends ago and Jordan said I've always wanted to watch Gone with the Wind and it's on a streaming service and so we watched it. I will never watch that movie again. It was four (laughs) hours. I hated the main character. Mm. Like no redemption. And yeah. And Jordan tried to be like, no, like there was redemption because this is what happens at the very end. Okay. So I got to watch her be awful for four hours only for her character (laughs) development to happen in the last two minutes of the movie. No no that is so funny i actually we will be talking about her later too for one of our episodes coming up because Mm -hmm. of how awful she is that she's been compared to gone girl yes Uh (laughs) which is funny that it's gone with the wind and gone girl love it i okay i forgot that we're planning on talking about her and her character in a future episode because she is my my enemy i my nemesis Mm -hmm. is that character and i mean like the movie has very problematic yeah. <laughs> displays of certain characters including you know the controversial role of mammy but i guess it's cool that she was the first black winner for her role not just like black woman but black person to win this award but yeah. this is oh so the hotel where the oscars were being held in 1940 1930s they held a strict no blacks policy so she was forced to sit at a separate table away from everyone else and she won a plaque instead of a trophy granted that was custom for supporting actor roles at the time until 1943 so that's not necessarily because of her race that's i guess a little fun fact this like kind of pisses me off because it's like choose a different hotel choose a different hotel like you're the oscars you have the power one of your people that you're awarding isn't allowed to sit at a table with the other nominees because of the venue switch the venue but also i think it just showed like they didn't care like they probably held a similar opinion that they didn't want her there but it's like you can put her in her movie you can they nominated her that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> that they nominated her, obviously. I know I am but too, but it's like, if you actually, like, cared, then, like, switch the venue. It's not that hard. How many hotels are there in California? <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. Oh, What's gosh. interesting is, like, so she died in 1952, and she gave her Oscar to Howard University. This is, I don't know the details of this, but apparently it went on a journey, like a very mysterious journey, and eventually got there in 1961. So where was the plaque later? for 10 years? I don't know but a decade later it went missing again and has yet to be found so they don't know where her plaque is <laughs> the article made me laugh because said then again after all that oscar's been through maybe it doesn't want to be found and you know what fair, fair. very so, fair every time i read this and i brought up this show so many times but you know the warehouse 13 with the artifacts yes uh-huh. i was like it's an artifact <laughs> It would be the perfect thing for an artifact. That's true. What is this Man. this show again? I feel like you mention it all the time, and I've never heard anyone talk about this this <laughs> thing only from you, very randomly on. I- 
know it's because the concept is so much better than the actual show and that's what bums me out is because the potential for the show was greater than the actual show and i have a really hard time with stuff like that that's fair it just didn't it's one of the reasons why like don't worry darling bugged me so much Uh, but it could have been so much better yeah like things like things like that live with me forever it's called warehouse 13 it's about like it's basically a military operation but instead of like hide covering up like aliens or other things they go and gather these artifacts that mm-hmm. have powers because they've like gathered too much energy and okay. like go rampant so like Gert Allen Poe's pen is like killing people or like oh. Isadora's scarf yes. was in it is it or Duncan? Like, yeah, Did an episode and it, like, on her strangles people, or they have like a Sylvia Plath typewriter, mm. and once you're within reach of it, it like grabs you in until it literally drains the life out of you. It's cool. Like they talk about Jimi Hendrix guitar, or like the yeah, Studio Fifty Four disco how that ball. Would be cool. Yes, right. So it's like I like the history behind it, but they like talked very little about some of the history, which was annoying to me because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have this podcast. You obviously know that I care. That we about care about the history. But yeah, but things like this where I'm like, the Oscars plaque is missing. Like, this could be an artifact. Yeah, like it's in Warehouse 13. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Please, if any of you have like watched that show, like please comment because I want to know I'm not alone. (laughs) Literally never heard of it. Anyways, (laughs) but now I'm going to have to go like watch it so I can can participate in these conversations. At least watch like the first season or something just so you get the concept. Definitely. And then we can move on. It's kind of Indiana Jones, but like the artifacts are like alive. Okay. I mean, you're right. It's a great premise. So (laughs) I love it. So for today's spotlight, I'm actually going to be shouting out a dear friend of mine who has a podcast of her own. Her name's Amanda and her podcast is Bare Minimum Babe. I forgot to give her a shout out on the episode that we did on like the Valley Girl and talk and how women speak because mm-hmm. it was originally from a conversation that I was having with her about because she started a podcast and then we were both bonding over the fact that we feel very insecure when we're editing ourselves because it shows us how we speak in maybe the ways we didn't realize how we spoke anyways i'm pretty sure that was the conversation we were having but we were ranting about something which is something we do as pals anyways but that's when i was like i think it was like after that conversation i texted tony i was like we should do one about how women talk anyways so shout out to her but her pod like i said it's called bare minimum babe it's like marketing strategies but also like kind of like an anti-hustle type podcast where it's like hey you know you don't have to quit your nine to five you don't have to like you know it's it's just everything against yeah. the toxic hustle mentalities that people have Thank and heavens yes it's very encouraging she also i know like offers marketing strategy and stuff and as someone who as a friend has been like what should i do with my music and like stuff she's always someone that i value her opinion of and yeah i love bouncing off ideas with her so if you're looking for someone if you have a small business you're wanting to help promote she's also a musician too so she like has that artist angle as well which i think is sometimes hard like you're talking to business people but like they like don't get artist things you know Mm, um, i think mm -hmm. can sometimes be weird but so she has both so if you're looking for something like that whether that's just to listen to or someone to potentially talk to check her out like i said it's amanda with bare minimum babe absolutely love that i have a crochet artist Ooh, and i can't pronounce her username but i'll try it is bruna and then i think tacality is how you would finish that but it's all one word ah yes bruna tacality but her name's Bruna, 
And I ran across a TikTok of her doing a flower pot that turns into individual coasters. So you pull out the little bouquets and it's little crocheted coasters. Adorable. Adorable. That is that is joyful. Yes. She also just has a bunch of other tutorials and other things. She has a YouTube channel. I think she mainly does tutorials. So she teaches you how to do it rather than oh cool stuff. But there's some Barbie clothes, which I love to see. Like Barbie. Oh, my gosh. My little chi- inner child just delighted. Literally. As well as just like some really pretty flowers. She did a lot of like ornaments and different things for the winter season. Some pumpkins Amazing. and stuff. On her TikTok, someone thought that like her little flower pot was popcorn. And so she said that she's going to do one where like you have the quintessential little popcorn holder, like the red and white striped, and then have it pull out and it's ah, little popcorn. popcorn. Oh yeah, my like gosh. adorable. I'm obsessed with that. Yeah. So just really fun. I love seeing textile arts like this get their moment. Yeah. So. Man, I almost like shouted out another episode we done. And I, I feel know, like that's all we've been doing that. this entire episode is just shouting out. <laughs> like free here's an stuff. episode that ties into every other episode we've ever Listen, made. we've been doing content for a while now. Oh, we really have. But yeah, huh, huh, shout out to our weaving women episode. <laughs> for real though. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just follow her. Yes. It's a grand old time. The little mushrooms also, if you make it down that far are so very cute. So very so, yeah. cute. Bruna Ticality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Moving on to other, I almost said popular controversies. That's not right. Famous <laughs> controversies. Infamous infamous thank you that's the Mm. word so marlon brando won his second best actor oscar for the godfather but when his name was called at the 1973 ceremony an actress and activist setching little feather made her way to the stage and alerted the bewildered audience that brando would not be accepting the award due to hollywood's depiction of native americans and in light of the protests at wounded knee in south dakota so she was greeted actually with booze and ridicule from the from the audience she later claimed Claimed that John Wayne had to be physically restrained from trying to remove her from the stage. Sure. Now, listen, the Academy issued an apology to Little Feather for her mistreatment at the ceremony in 2022. You're kidding. Literally, not until last year is when they formally issued her an apology. And that was done less than two months before she died at the age of 75 that is so messed up yes i remember like i've heard about this because we've done some research you know into like indigenous artists and everything Mm -hmm. i remember reading about this incident and that it was kind of one of the reasons that it brought her a little bit more infamy you know and like fame like people Mm -hmm. knew her name because of this yeah and i i was just shocked that it literally took them until 2022 for them to be like oh wait we should like formally put out a statement and apologize yeah why was no one mad at Marlon Brando? Sounds like it was his idea. I mean, I'm sure they were, but like he wasn't there. So she got all the flack Lame. for it. I know. Hate that. Horrible. Another 
infamous moment in 2015 all the acting nominations went to white actors are you kidding me yeah yeah yeah. and Uh. so a twitter user april rain coined the oscars so white in kind of a response to this and yeah it talked about how the oscars have always been so white even just like you mentioned even when it came to parts for non-white actors louise rayner is a white woman who infamously won best actress in 1938 for the good earth playing a Chinese farmer. Which, if you want to hear about that, go listen to our episode on Anime Wong. Aha, uh-huh, yes. She was turned down for that role, which is wrong when you consider it was Yellowface. So, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. And insane that she literally won Best Actress when it like could have gone to... I know an Asian woman. an Asian woman. Yep, who was yeah. like a big deal in Hollywood. Like it's not like she was a nobody. Yeah. So no, she was extremely talented. She had quite the name for herself. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been weird to cast her in that. No, but yeah. Anyway, go listen to the episode. Like, but they couldn't because of the law. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is a good episode, and it makes you very discouraged about it all. <laughs> but yeah, the hashtag brought renewed attention to the Oscars' long history of exclusion, which eventually provoked them to diversify its membership i was about to make a joke about how he's a little gold man but he should have just been white (laughs) oh my gosh i mean yeah you tell him stop (laughs) i'm not wrong you're not you're not it's yeah the oscars are for white men it seems and white men only apparently though because of that hashtag and people talking about it they diversified its membership though it's kind of too soon to tell if that's really doing anything yeah i will say though did you see the presentation that they did on the oscar museum or like the academy awards picture motion picture museum i don't think i did okay it's actually really cool i remember reading an article about it i think they just barely opened it they released this like museum of motion pictures in california and they had members of the board talking about what they're doing and the different displays and it looks like they actually have quite a diverse board Mm. for the academy awards and for the museum and from their titles like sometimes you wonder if they're just like pulling people in for a video (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like you talk you're diverse yeah (laughs) from their titles it actually looked like they were in like prominent positions cool and they do like film screenings of historic films they have like things talking about like black actors and asian actors and hispanic actors that weren't nominated and they have like a whole section about that and like a whole thing for the history of the oscars and for like motion pictures in general and so it looks like they're trying to do like some archival work that's cool you know, to bring a little bit more attention to things that have been overlooked for so long. So hopefully, you know, like this is a sign of good things to come. Okay, well, then on that note, for the sign of good things hopefully to come, let's talk about (laughs) the good historic moments that have happened at the Oscars. So Rita Moreno won an Oscar in 1962 for her performance as Anita in the film adaption of the Broadway musical West Side Story. And in 1962, she became the first Latina woman to win an Oscar. And she's actually one of the few... EGOT holders, period, but actually the only Latina EGOT holder, as she has an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. Spoiler alert. Good for her. I'm going to cover her and talk about her more next week. So if you want to learn more about Rita, come on 
back next week. Like we mentioned a little bit earlier, Julia Phillips was the first female producer to win an Oscar for Best Picture. She won for The Sting in 1973. Mm -hmm. In 1983, Buffy Buffy St. Marie became the first indigenous woman and actually I think indigenous person to win an Oscar. Jodie Foster was the first openly LGBTQ woman to win an Oscar for Best Actress. She won her first Oscar in 1989 for The Accused and her second actually in 1992 for Silence of the Lambs. What is crazy is that Halle Berry remains the only black woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress. In 2001, like I mentioned, so it was in 2001 that she won for Monsters Ball. In her acceptance speech, she said, it's for the women that stand beside me, Jada Pinkett, Angela Bassett, Vivica Fox, and it's for every nameless, faceless woman of color that now has a chance because this door tonight has been opened. Thank you. I'm so honored. Love her. But then in the wake of the Oscar so white movement that happened like pretty much 2015 through 2017 she told teen vogue she said that her win was meaningless to her as hollywood had yet to give women of color the accolades and opportunities they deserve and then quote the moment really meant nothing it meant nothing i thought it meant something but i think it meant nothing so that's a i guess the sad side of that where it's like yeah, yeah. she's still the only one it's hard to be like, wow, look, at I did open doors when it's like, no, I don't know. It's like it, they let you slide through and yeah, then they slammed it shut again. It's like the anomaly as opposed, instead of like the, I don't know, obviously I'm sure she was really optimistic that it was like, wow, amazing. This is opening the door. And then it was like, no, like you said, like they just let her slip through yeah. and then mm, slammed it shut again. That's so disappointing. I know. Catherine Bigelow became the first woman ever to win Best Director. So I think that the 1973 one was just best produce or for the producer do you want to know what's funny about this Catherine bigelow win yes okay Catherine bigelow is married to well was married to james cameron oh do you know what film was directed in 2010 by james cameron avatar oh yes guess who was divorced at that time and were up against each other as ex-spouses for the best director award in 2010 really yeah and she won (laughs) oh man i just thought that was so funny especially because avatar was like box office hit like what is up with women getting divorced and then just thriving you know (laughs) I don't know. I wonder. Stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Divorced woman thriving. <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> no, but really but yeah. like that's that's amazing. I love that for her. Good for her. So funny. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he had already won Academy Award for Best Director for Titanic in 1997. So like he had his time. But just the fact that like she got to go up against him for that award the year of his biggest film. And I bet then, that was so sweet. Just iconic. Yeah. So yeah, go Catherine Bigelow. We love that. So Ruthie Carter was the first black woman to win an Oscar for best costume design. She actually won for Black Panther in 2019. And she won again this year. Oh, wait, really amazing. She's also the first black woman to win two Oscars. Wow, that's because incredible. Of this year. So she did the costume design once again for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And she dedicated it to her mother who passed away at the age of like 98 uh-huh. this past year. And also about Chadwick Boseman and just said, hey, take care of mama for us. And, oh, that's beautiful. Uh, her speech was 
beautiful like absolutely wonderful she talked about like all the women like the power of black women and the women that have come before her and everything like Mm -hmm. incredible and there's no denying that like the costume design for that movie is like it's literally out of this world (laughs) it's supernatural yeah Yeah, so that's a really cool thing for her to be like the first black woman to win an oscar for best costume design twice yeah that's amazing and then in 2021 chloe Zhao became only the second woman ever and the first woman of color to win best director so we were very wrong when we said earlier i don't know if that was referencing nominations but it was nominations yeah they yeah women have only won for best director twice twice so but hey at least it's happened oh before we were talking about like best picture nominations that okay. were directed by a woman that's why i was getting confused. it gets confusing because you technically like the best picture award is most important i think to yeah. the director in a lot of ways but then, yeah. like, best director. Okay, well, let's talk about some moments from the 2023 Oscars, and we'll be done. Yes. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once swept. It won for Best Picture, if that was not clear. It also won three of the actors mm-hmm. that won the best. The top categories were all from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The two yeah. supporting actors and Best Actress. Which, can we talk about how cute the four of them are yeah it was adorable nice. oh my gosh and most of them were like child stars yeah so like having their moment i was so happy to see that i loved this quote where michelle said her oscar was a beacon of hope for little girls who look like her adding ladies don't let anyone tell you that you're past your prime never give up love that which is something we talk about a lot on here of just like not feeling like you're past your prime if you're older than 25 years old so seriously she's been in a lot her first movie was in 1997 wow and she's been in forever since then like literally all these different things like doing so much everything from kung fu panda to avatar to like the mummy memories of geisha like for her to be able to win after all of this that's incredible it's really incredible yeah some other moments john travolta like got really emotional referencing olivia newton john who she passed away in august of 2022 he like ended it by saying that they will remember those who we will remain hopelessly devoted to oh and he was like emotional it was it was very sweet rihanna performed and so did lady gaga which was cool neither of them won for best song but I mean, they performed, so that's yeah. cool. And then other thing is Jamie Lee Curtis won her first Oscar. How is it possible that Jamie Lee Curtis is just winning an Oscar? I know. I was shocked. I was like, oh yeah, she won. And then it was like, it's her first mm-hmm. Oscar. She's been in everything. I know. I was surprised too. <laughs> I her speech, she was like, I didn't win. Like, this is all of our Oscar, like referencing yeah. like, all the people who've helped her. So I thought that was sweet. She was really sweet. And kind of referenced that viral moment from the BAFTAs where it was like, Jamie Lee Curtis, you are all of us. Yeah. And she's like, you are all, you know, like you all won this with uh-huh. me. It was cute. I also think, so her parents are previous Oscar nominees, but I don't think they're winners. Oh, okay. Because cool. she's, she's a nepo baby like obviously like worked her butt off for her position that she's in but she is like a nepo baby and i think what she mentioned in her speech was that her parents had both been nominated but they had never won 
Oh. And so it's like their Oscar, you know? Like, oh, that is nice. Yeah. So it was just really very sweet. And a good reminder, you know, like 64 years old. Yeah. Winning an Oscar. Like, yes, of course. No past your prime moment, ladies. <laughs> Never. I mean, I'm preaching that as a 25-year-old, but I'm telling that to myself, so. <laughs> yeah. I also like, even though this is a podcast about women in the arts, I do want to mention the fact that Ke Hoeng Kwan, is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Kei Kwan won for Best Supporting Actor for Everything Everywhere All at oh. Once. He is a child actor and an immigrant. His story and his speech literally made me tear up. It was the sweetest thing. Everyone probably knows him from Indiana Jones and then like Goonies, which is just so sweet. I even heard that his Goonie co-star that he shouted out in his speech helped him draft his contract for Everything Everywhere All at Once because he's a lawyer now. The kid who played Chunk oh is a lawyer so he helped him and i was like how cute and then also brendan fraser another child actor george of the jungle went through a very 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 hard time for a long time there and now was able to return and win an oscar for his role in the whale so yeah just like beautiful little moments for a bunch of people that i feel like have been in hollywood forever and, and haven't like, won anything finally got their moments yeah. yeah it was just really nice like it was a good little moment for mm-hmm. for the top four you know of actors and actresses i agree well there we go i guess that's that's everything it makes me feel like i need to go watch more of them i know i was like i feel weird talking about the oscars when i'm like i don't think i actually like watched any of the movies that were nominated no you did because did you watch top gun oh you're right i literally only watched top gun but that doesn't feel like something to be proud of i know but we all watched top gun we all watched top gun you're right Um, we all did it's okay. Did you have, <laughs> did you see everything everywhere all at once? No, but I I wanted to watch it. I remember seeing the previews for mm-hmm. it. And then it was one of those things that like slipped through where yeah. I don't remember it like because I don't go to the movie theaters anymore. So like I have yeah. to wait for them to be released on streaming services. And I just don't remember seeing that one pop up. Same. Honestly, I know it's a good movie. I just know it's going to like take effort. And yes, <laughs> I am lazy with and my media it looks consumption a little, right now. A little spooky, right? Yeah, I think. Or yeah. is it just like intense, like action? I don't know. I think it's like kind of sci-fi spooky a little. And a lot of them just are very serious. That's the yeah, thing about the Oscars. I don't need... I'm not in serious. the mood for depressing, sad movies, so... But, you know, I applaud them for the work that they're doing. The Fablemans looked really cute. That one looked that adorable. I still haven't watched Elvis because after our Elvis episode, I don't oh. know if I can stomach it. Yeah, honestly, I did watch it. I don't like Elvis. I don't yeah. like it. That movie just glorified him. Also, okay, so in the book that we read last month, Shine Bright by Danielle Smith, she talked for a little bit about how like Elvis was racist. Yeah. And it really pissed me off that the movie tries to like raise him up as like someone who like, I don't know, like helped black people you know in that like wasn't racist because i think that what the movie was trying to do was like yeah he wasn't the best towards women but like let's focus on the thing he was good at and it was this and that was i don't know reading her book i was like yeah that was not true it kind of reminded me that i'm like they definitely were like overcompensating probably a couple anecdotes that they'd heard that were like oh this could paint him in a good light let's just like really emphasize that and not yeah. mention anything racist that he did. And so the problem ugh. I've had with like a lot of these is I feel like they're trying to capitalize off of like Bohemian Rhapsody's success. Yes. And it's like you can't be Freddie Mercury. 
Like, yeah. you just can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a story that, like, doesn't really get repeated. Like, no one's going to, like, be that much of a champion in the way that, like, they were able to make Freddie yeah. Mercury. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So it's like, Elvis wasn't that great of a guy. And honestly, it probably would have been better if they would have showed that. It would have been then, a better movie. I yeah. think so. No, I, I agree. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you feel just as frustrated with you academy as we do i keep wanting to say recording academy because i'm used to talking about grammys the motion picture motion picture academy which honestly can we just talk about the fact that the name academy is confusing because it's not like it's a school (laughs) so i'm just (laughs) saying i mean yeah (laughs) it's just a club the academy club it's a a good old boys club that's (laughs) that's literally what it is well be back next week like i mentioned i'm gonna be talking all about rita moreno and i'm very excited to share about the amazing life that she lived and who she is well follow us on instagram we'll be back next monday leave a rating and review and have a wonderful week goodbye Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.